Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. It's Thursday morning. It's exciting times. We're almost there. We're on Friday Eve. Uh, it's good times, and I got two of my buddies in. I got Dave and Chris in today that are going to talk a little White Sox baseball. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of things to talk about. I'm slightly concerned that I'm going to have to hit the explicit button as I'm downloading this for you guys, but that'll be okay. I think we'll get through it. Dave, Chris, how you doing? Thanks for being on. Good. Thanks for having All me. Good. All good. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay, boys. Uh, Dave, we'll start with you first, and then Chris, same question. Uh, is this kind of the the start that you expected for your socks? Not even close. Um <laughs> You know, I really, I really expected them to come out of the gate flying, looking to, you know, prove all the naysayers wrong and prove everyone wrong that saw them, you know, play so poorly last year. And uh, we got exactly the opposite. They were even worse. And um, it's a convenient excuse to blame injuries. But uh, they, they've just... Yeah. What about you, um, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 with other White Sox fans, probably talked ourselves into there's no way they can be that bad again. Um, but the more I've thought about it over the past few weeks, like you kept the guy who created last year's team in place, you kept the president of baseball operations in place, you kept Chris Getz, who handles player development in place. And I think Tony LaRusso and Frank Mendocino's uh, lessons they taught to the team over the past few years are a little bit more deep-rooted than I and probably all other fans expected it to be. So, yeah, not not the start. I didn't think they were going to be this bad. I didn't think they were going to be world beaters out of the gate, but I didn't think they were going to be 9-21 and 21 bad. Um, maybe, maybe dug a hole that's a little too deep. Yeah, yeah I uh... – I tried to explain that to people on on Top Fan that, you know, April can determine your October real quick. Uh, Oakland is probably going to be eliminated from playoff contention, um, you know, already. Uh, I'm hoping the White Sox aren't that way. So we'll, we'll see how that plays itself out. But, uh, Chris, uh, do you guys have standout players right now? I mean, are, are – Dylan Cease is doing a decent job, but do you have a, a few standout players you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's a bullpen arm that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Is Gregory Santos. Uh, he's a young kid. He's like 24, 25. Lively arm. If he can kind of get his control down, he could be a decent middle inning guy. Um, when they pulled him up, I thought it was just, you know, somebody else got hurt and he's going to eat a couple innings. And he's done a lot better than um, anybody I think would have expected if you look at all metrics together. I think he ranks second or third in the, on the bullpen in results plus like stuff plus location plus things like that. And then um, played really good defense in the corners and he is seeing the most pitches per at bat than anybody on the team and taking professional at bats is something this team needs so badly even before the season, especially right now. So th those would be my two standouts. Okay. What about you, Dave? 
I, I'm going to go with Jake Berger on, on one of them. He was uh, He's a professional hitter, and unfortunately they have so many first base, third base, DH types that he got pushed into Charlotte. But with Mankata, um really, really good professional hitter. Um, they've got to find a place for him in the lineup. They can't send him back down. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, Dylan Cease is still a young kid. Um, he had a, a whale of a year last year, and he got off to a pretty good start this year, looked great in spring training. I think in hindsight, I know I made the same mistake, you know, to expect him to repeat that is a tall order. And, and uh, we all got kind of spoiled with how good he is. the team in games but you know to expect him to go out and runner up for Cy Young every year is probably more than we should be expecting he needs some help and that staff and the st other starters yeah yeah he is young that's for sure he throws hard but he is young yep um okay Dave what I mean this may be a, a very long answer to a very uh <laughs> direct question but what do you think needs to change to compete and don't say yeah. show the team. There's got to be more than well, that. <laughs> I, you know, it's all high, it's hindsight right now, but there should have been a lot of moves made um, that weren't made. Um, you know, Ben Attendee really helped out the outfield. You know, it's really, it's really crazy when somebody goes out and plays above average defense, we think we've really got something there. And that's the way the rest of the league plays. We've had such bad performance out there that we're like a guy in the desert begging for water. We see a little guy, we see somebody play a little defense, and we think we got something. And we do, but it shouldn't be something we're starved for. Um, having said that, I mean, you know, you saw the incident last week with Luis Robert not running out of a ground ball. And, you know, it, that's how what Chris was saying, the, uh, the Tony La Russa got a lot deeper than we thought. I mean, he doesn't even tell anyone he's not feeling right. He just decides it's okay to yeah. have um, that stuff's got to change in, in a hurry. Um, you've got, you know, Elvis Andrus, Ismani Grandal, um, two key positions on that team that really are performing way under what anyone expected. We need um, – they probably need three or four different pieces to get back into into contention. And you look at the math, it's really unforgiving. You know, they played 30 games. They've got nine wins. If you want 90 wins, you need 81 more out of 132. you got to go 81 and 52 or 51, something like that. 30 games over from now on. It's overwhelming if you're the team. you got to look at it one step at the time try to win each month each week each game but um you know to make up 30 games is going to be a tall tall order so i i don't know player wise i don't think uh the ownership is going to do anything meaningful i don't think there's anything out there to go get yeah um so chris your sentiments on the same same thought pattern Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they, I, 
I'm going to get into it with your next question, but they're not out of it just purely because of the division they play in. But I mean, I think the huge thing that needs to change is the starting pitching needs to be way better. You can't have, I keep tracks and tally every night. and I got, you know, pages here where I'm writing down on my cameras, blurry like six, seven pitchers a night. Um, get through the sixth, they need to get through the fifth, and then your bullpen, and, you know, for the first time last night, they had one bullpen arm on average per inning covered by the bullpen, right? So four arms, four innings, they went into the tenth, but you you just need a better performance from your starters, and then you need your bullpen guys to do uh, what they're paid to do, and, you know, some of that's going to work itself out. Gerard Crochet is going to be back in two weeks, and Liam Hendricks is going to be back in three and a half as he goes to Shrive this weekend. Maybe even two. I mean, Pedro needs to get his message across, and I would sit Luis Robert for like a week and have Adam Hansley play center field and let Luis Robert know that, like, unless he turns into the MVP, supposedly he is expendable. Like, people treat him currently like he is an MVP, and he's not. He just isn't. He's batting 200. Would you agree with that, Dave, on sitting Luis Robert? Definitely. He's, somebody's got to send a message and you got to turn that competitive, you know, whatever you want to call it around. You can't take pitches off. You can't take innings off. You can't dog it down the line. You're an example to the rest of the team. You know, on and on. we haven't seen, you know, the same kind of blatant, like on the field issue yet, but I think there's more than a few guys on the team that really need to turn it up a notch competitive, the competitive juices and uh, really show their value or they, they need to go somewhere else. So, so Chris, you, you alluded to it, uh, you know, thoughts on the AL central so far. Uh, the only reason the white Sox season isn't completely like dead on arrival. And if they played in the West, they'd be, barely a heartbeat um you know the hope is the minnesota twins have a losing record when they're playing teams not named the kansas city royals and they're the only team above 500 in the division so um the division's super weak they're only eight games back it's a game a week and you're back to it you know you take tonight you take the series you're guaranteed minimum was this wednesday thursday or friday you know rolls around you're guaranteed being only eight back and you go play cincinnati and kansas city you know you've got to eat in those games but just because the division is extremely weak you have the opportunity to be fighting when you're nine and 21 after 30 games yeah it's Dave what are your thoughts on the that division totally agree I mean the only reason they're in it is because of where they're at in that division the teams are so mediocre as it is um and if you know, Minnesota comes back to earth a little bit, playing real competition. Anything could happen. What they really need is they need Tim Anderson and Moncup and stay in the lineup. They can't, we can't afford to, we don't have the depth to absorb any more injuries later on in the season. You see how important Timmy is to the, to the lineup and to the way they hit. Um, they got to stay in the lineup. They're no good on the, on the IL. 
Yeah. And, and I think if – oh, good. sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if the White Sox really think they can do it, and I don't know if Dave will agree with what I'm about to say, I think you call up the New York Mets and say, Recio, straight up, who can play second base. You DFA Elvis Andres, and then you figure out how to get Nick Lodolo from the Reds, even if it costs you Garrett Crochet and Uquelli Cespedes. Like, Lodolo is what you hope Crochet is in two years and you probably Cespedes is blocked. So if you're going to think your division's that weak and you can make a real play for it, the White Sox could make those two moves and be a much better team tomorrow. Well, yeah. I, go ahead, Dave. Agree on, you got to go find something on, you got to find something, you know, kind of off the beaten path a little bit to do. I unfortunately have no faith in leadership to actually figure out something that's smart and execute on it. I don't either, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to your point, Chris, they they do play in the Central. I'm looking at your schedule here. You have two more with the Twins this week, three with the Reds, four with the Royals. You get the Astros, the Guardians, then three more with the Royals, three with the Tigers, and three or four with the Tigers, and three with the Angels. So if you're going to make your move, you've got 28 game. No, I'm sorry. You have, well, you guys only have one day off this, uh, this month. Um, so you've got 30 games. If you can manage to get 20 wins and go 20 and 10, you're, you're back kind of where you need to be. You're there. I mean, that, they got to eat you, though. That, that pits you 29 and 31 granted, but. It's back where you need Vision to be. that probably puts you a game or two out. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's just but, your schedule is very forgiving this month. I mean, with the exception of the Astros. and But you play, you know, again, the Twins, the Royals, the Guardians, the Tigers, and the Guardians. So you're in your division yeah. most of this month. You just beat yeah. up on those teams and you'll be fine. Right? And the yeah, Twins and I mean, play Houston, San Diego, Chicago, like Cubs, Dodgers, Toronto, San Francisco, like the Twins now, they are not playing. They played the Royals like 12 times in their first 30 games. Yeah, and, and we got what the – we got the Rays, the Blue Jays, and we play the Orioles. I mean, we got some really solid teams that beat us up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's – uh, yes, you did. You had uh, you had the Pirates, the Orioles, the Rays. Six games. No, I'm sorry, three, seven games at the Rays last month. Blue Jays. So yeah. So I mean, now's your time to shine, right? And I'll tell you what, it wasn't great. Yeah. No, no. I've been to several White Sox games at the Trop, and it's never gone well. <laughs> It's tough walking out of that stadium, watching your team lose, sitting in that stadium, being like, the team that plays right. here is better I than the I, team in the third biggest market in baseball. I think I've seen them there three or four times, and I don't think I have a W yet. <laughs> so you're not allowed to see them in the trough anymore? No, the short answer is no. But, I mean, the trap isn't somewhere where you, like, race back because it's a great place to watch a game. So, No, that's that's right. There's a lot of truth to that. All right, so final question, Dave. Um, 
we'll start with you and then Chris. With this start, and we've kind of alluded to it already, but with this start, where do you feel – do you feel the White Sox still have a, a chance for the division? Do you feel like they still have a chance um, maybe as a wild card? Do, where do you think that they're going to end up? Or, or is, is kind of all right now status quo and it's, it is what it is for this season? Well, I think I used up my rose-colored glasses in the uh, prediction show. So <laughs> – um, to be just brutally realistic, I don't think they're going to make it. I would love to be a homer and say, you know what, we, we're going to, you know, Giolito's going to do this and Cease is going to do that and Kopech's going to win five in a row. I just don't see it happening. And I definitely have zero faith in the front office to give them any help. Any, they may make some moves, um, but I, I just don't think they they have their cards set up right to make the right moves. Chris? Um, I have two. The fear is me being a homer and them clawing their way back to 500 and then Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and Chris Gatz can just be like, see, we're so close and we're going to turn the corner. And it was right. Pedro's first year and he had 60 games ready to figure things out. I – if I'm looking at the long-term health of this franchise, I want them to go nine and one fifty-one or whatever that math works out to be. Like, just make it so miserable that like there's no way that you can bring back yeah. Rickon or Kenny Williams or any anybody. Just bring back anybody who's in the building. All leaves. Like the owners yep. gonna stay. I get that, but I mean that's <laughs> it's just reality. It's just it is the other side of it. No doubt, and then they'll blame they'll blame all the injuries and man games lost again. Yeah, and like if you really think about it, last year's last year fell on in the eyes of Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams and uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. Last year fell on Super Joe McGewing and Frank Mendocino. Those were the only two that were fired. Tony got to step down. Um, the bench coach who had like a miracle run over two weeks stepped down. Like, they weren't fired. They weren't held accountable. Darren Boston's still here, and the outfield doesn't look any better. And he coached right. the outfield. So, it as a fan, long-term, 9 and 153, my real fear in being a homer is I think they're going to figure out how to get to 500 and then keep the same people around for another season. Yeah, totally agree. See, and I – again, I <laughs> – being a Dodger fan of the nineties and early two thousands, I know how this feels boys because they get you. So let's just assume they do go 20 and 10 this month. So they come into June at 29 and 31. Well, what happens if they have a July or June, like they had in April? So it was all for nothing. You got all your hopes up and it was all for nothing. So I, I get this. I just, it's good for baseball when the White Sox are competing, and I just want them to compete. That's all. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, you're going to use all your energy trying to get back to 500, and then you don't have time to take a breath because you got to keep going. You can't take any breaks. You've yeah. used them all up. So, and the other thing, too, is that uh, just to follow on the thought of, you know, going 500 and everyone's going to get a pass. The other thing, too, is that we're we're destroying the value of all of the talent we have. Mankata's value is in the toilet. Grandal's value is gone. 
you know, Luis Roberts' value is on a decline. I mean, you're going to, if this is the way it plays out and that's the fear, you're going to have very few assets with any value coming out of it, which just compounds the misery. Well, and, see, and I don't know how true this is, but I, I like to read those, you know, trade rumor things because we're, I, the trade deadline mm -hmm. will be here before we know it, right? And one of the things that I've been reading about is Tim Anderson as trade bait. And sure. I, and I think, okay, there's some value to that, but who are you going to give for him? I mean, I listen, everybody would take Shohei Otani for their best guy any day, but the Angels aren't going to do that. Well, if, if this was the NBA or the NFL or the NHL and you could get draft picks, then maybe it'd be worth it. You can get a 2025 first round pick, but you can't do that. So I don't know who you get. I, I think you, whatever the return is, will be disappointed. The, the value in Timmy is, is he's good on the field and he can add some value to the right team, but he's got a really, really favorable contract. So everybody wants that too. Um, you know, some of the other guys I mentioned, the contracts are going to weigh him down and there's no value. Yeah. No, I, but Tim, Tim Anderson's value to the White Sox. I, I'm going to, I know your listeners, Bill, are going to think I'm foolish for saying this. But I will remind everybody, go back and listen to that prediction podcast. I'm batting like <laughs> 9 for 10 on the teams I called. Tim Anderson's <laughs> value to the Chicago White Sox is more than Shohei Otani's to the Angels. The Angels are bad with or without Shohei Otani. The White Sox are awful without Tim Anderson. You're not going to get somebody to replace Tim in a trade. You're not. You're blowing it up for another rebuild if you trade Tim Anderson. Yep. See, and I, I, I can't wait to see what Angel fans say about that. That'll be fun. <laughs> well, they're 55 games back, too. So, and they have the best two players on the planet. <laughs> uh, Pretty frustrating out there, too. Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. Misery yeah. loves company. I tell yeah. you. I tell you. Well, Top Fan Rivalry followers, Dave uh, has been a guest on since the beginning. He's been phenomenal. Um, and Chris not only has been a guest on and was on the podcast, but he also does um, the Shy Talk Sock or uh, Shy Socks Talk. Whoops, I could almost say that right. Um, <laughs> podcast. Uh, and he also does a, an exclusive episode once a week for us. So if you're not in the locker room checking that out, you definitely need to be because Chris gives you a lot of value. And if you're listening to his show, um, you're going to see a lot of a lot of fun stuff. And I, I think Matt will be back with you sometime soon. Right, Chris? Correct. Yeah, he's going to be back this week. He flew home Sunday night after a stint in the state of Connecticut. Okay. And then, uh, and hopefully you guys will have Dave on sometime soon. I, I don't know how that, uh, how that's going to play out, but it's going to be a lot of fun for you guys. Let me tell you. I believe Dave's going to be on this week. If everybody wants a little yeah. preview to what's going on, uh, Dave, there you Dave go. will be with us this upcoming week. There you go. Well, I'm excited. I, I would like to see the White Sox turn it around. Because, um, again, it's good for baseball when they're competing. Um, and so, again, I, I don't want a World Series. No disrespect to these teams, but I don't want to see a, a Twins slash Colorado Rockies World Series because nobody outside of Denver or, you know, or Minneapolis are watching that. So I would like to see a hey, Chicago we're gonna, team. We're yeah. going to end up with a Seattle, Florida Stanley Cup final. How's that? Yeah. 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 Nobody's going to be watching Seattle. that either. Florida World Series. 
Yeah. Tampa Bay Rays are an unbeatable force. They are well, so much better than anybody I've seen play in years. All they do is hit the ball in the air. It's insane. It is insane. I I mean, what's really in, sorry, what's play. really insane is that teams like the White Sox can't even begin to try to emulate what they're doing. They try to blaze their own trail, do this other stuff, whatever they're doing. Tony Larusa, whatever. I, why wouldn't you just copy? Just copy what they do, and we, yeah, it, the blueprint's right there. Don't get it. So, Dave, it's funny. You remember a couple of years ago when they they, well, it's been more than a couple of years ago, 10, 15 years ago when they changed the NHL rules and the blue line and made hockey a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. And then you saw a bunch of guys like Luke Robitaille that couldn't keep up. And sure. I I remember going to a Kings game where Luke Robitaille was a healthy scratch. I'm like, wow. All right. First ballot Hall of Famer, healthy scratch. Okay. All right. Um, that all being said, though, as you're you're seeing that, um, baseball's changed. The dynamic of baseball's changed. If you're not an athletic team and if you can't run, steal bases, right, play little ball, play small ball, you're not going to compete. Look at the teams that are competing right now and look at what they're doing. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay, they're competing because they're athletic teams. They're running circles around the people that all they want to do is hit five run home runs. Right. I mean, look at what Arizona did, Dave, at the beginning of the season to the Dodgers. Look at what Pittsburgh's yeah, done to their entire league. I agree with all of that. The problem I have with it is that these executives get paid to anticipate that stuff. And the writing was already on the wall that it would come in. So if they got caught with their pants down, it's on them and they should all be fired. Yeah. Billy Hamilton wasn't on the opening day roster for the White Sox. And literally last night, he made more of an impact than anybody has base running all year. Sure. And every White Sox fan saw that coming. And the White Sox said, we want Romy Gonzalez. Give us the kid who can't Hanser catch Alberto. fly. Hans or Alberto. I would have, moving up Hans or Alberto from his rehab assignment, I would have just DFA'd him. I they were like on their Instagram. They're like, Hans Alberto and his rehab. And I was like, cool. Is Tim okay? Like, it's wow. more focused on the Tim Anderson being yeah. healthy. <laughs> hey, Hans Alberto. Uh, we, we don't have to look at Jake Diekman anymore. That, yeah, for real. See, uh, I will say this, though, man. Uh, Dave, you're right. Uh, these, uh, these guys should have anticipated this stuff. Because if you look at these teams, I mean, the Yankees are in last place. Why are the Yankees in last place? Because they're still trying to play Yankee baseball where they hit the ball out of the yard. They're getting destroyed by Tampa Bay. Look at what Corbin uh, Corbin Carroll did to the Dodgers in those opening two series. Yeah, He stole their lunch like nobody's issue. He just walked up to it and stole it from them. Yep. Like six stolen bases and six Tory, or something. Tori Lavulo has gotten a lot of grief around here the last couple of years because they were so bad. And that's all kind of stopped now. Don't hear about that anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's good the White well, boys, have we're nine gonna get you on first base DH man. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. If you're in like nineteen ninety seven, it would work great. <laughs> hey. Hondo Roberto is a great bullpen arm for you guys in the late innings. Let me tell you, I think his ERA was zero last year, so he's a great zero this year arm. too. I think, I think he has registered innings already. Thirty games in, 
<laughs> and he was hurt. The um, but boys, we're gonna have to get you on around uh, All Star break. Obviously, we're gonna have a couple shows during the All Star break, but we'll have another White Sox episode around the All Star break. So I appreciate you guys joining in and and taking one for the team. It's it's hard when your your team didn't start out exactly the way that you wanted to. So, but I'm glad that you guys nope. jumped on. Don't forget about the MLB draft second week of July too. I uh, amen. I'm going to be paying real close attention to that because one of my friends might be there. <laughs> the White Sox need to change and draft all pitchers from now until the end of time, and then pitchers or the position players or the best athlete available, not just the fielder or a position player, the best athlete. Dave, do you know anybody that you wouldn't mind being drafted as a pitcher to the White Sox? Um, I'm going to say no comment because right now I would rather have him go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no Schultz, though, you know? It could be like yeah. the whole next him, Norhe Vera, no <laughs> Schultz. It could be the next rotation. What, three yeah. years? I don't, I don't want to add, I don't want to add them to the book of people that they've run through that system and done nothing with. Yeah. 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 I believe it's a big book. That, so. It's a big book. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's a big book. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, Hey, thanks for joining us on a Thursday. I appreciate it. Top fan rivalry followers. Make sure you're following these guys. Uh, Dave's got some great baseball content. He's following a lot of high school baseball, a lot of college baseball. And Chris, obviously, if you're not listening to his uh, his show on YouTube, you're missing out. Um, even if you're not a White Sox fan, it's great baseball content as it is. I love listening to his shows, especially the ones that go in the locker room. So, boys, we'll have you on again. Thanks for joining me. Every time. Sounds good. Go Vols. There you go. Go Sox. <laughs> <laughs>